Hey man, how are you doing? Hey, what's up, man? I'm okay. You've been out for uh, Bosnian food, apparently. Listen, listen. Let's just get. Let's. That's the perfect way to to intro this episode. Hello and welcome to Aspen Scambusters, episode six. This one is entitled "Doc Had Bosnian Food," which meant we had to start recording a little later. And uh, verified users are not your friends. Joined by. My compadre, my amigo, my my Dubai bestie, Desert Mentor. <laughs> last time, man. One last hurrah before you clear up. One last hurrah before we mosey on down the road. Um, really, really glad to to be with you guys tonight or this afternoon, depending on where you're you're joining from. Um, yes, indeed, I did go get Bosnian food, and like it is my favorite food here, which sounds strange to say, but there's this place in Dubai called Global Village. I know uh, Ginobili Soros and Steve know it well, and it's essentially kind of like a Epcot Center on steroids. Like it's just <laughs> like a really, really big, like has like different sort of like uh, little markets for different countries and there's food from all over the world. And I was absolutely craving Bosnian food before I left. And I absolutely, absolutely had Bosnian food. Uh, so yeah, I'm here with a full stomach ready to roll. Steve, well, what's going on with you, man? What's been new? Uh, well, I'm um, to, to be honest, man, I'm, I'm still at the moment, I'm just reeling because I've just minted a couple of uh, Shepherd Fairies projects, and uh, it seems like I've I've pulled, possibly pulled the rarest thing that I've ever minted. <laughs> How about that? <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, I love I, Shepherd Fairy. For those that are listening that don't know the name, um, is the guy behind the uh, the Obama Hope campaign from when he was running for president. But before that, he was famous for the Andre the Giant Obey. Which I've actually got on a T-shirt, you know. I, I I've loved his stuff for ages. Um, he's probably the second most famous graffiti artist in the world after Banksy. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, I've I've done stuff with his VR app before in in the past in art classes. Um, so uh, when I when I noticed that he was he was doing this drop, I'd missed the pre-sale, and there was about three thousand left. Managed to grab two. They sold out in about ninety seconds, um, and then. Didn't expect much because I never seem to to do all right on drops, but I'm I'm sitting looking at one of mine getting rarer and rarer and rarer because the the the, the uh, traits on it seem to be going down 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 the numbers. Um, so yeah, quite happy with that. Apart from that, just been busy sorting out all the events for the um, the, the Christmas week in the Elven server and sort of getting ready for Christmas stuff myself. Uh, I, I took the decision not to fly to the UK. Uh, on the 27th because of the, the Omicron stuff that's, that seems to be getting a little out of control there. And since I made that call so I could avoid paying the, uh, the, the fees and so that I could, you know, reschedule the flights and everything it's, it's, you know, it seems to be getting stricter and stricter and stricter. So I think I made the right call. Um, so yeah, Christmas and, and new year in Dubai now. Yeah. Crazy. Uh, you know, my flight home, on Emirates, one way was five hundred and thirty U.S. dollars, which I, is a pretty good indication that no one wants to fly right now. Yeah, uh, yeah I mean, they're trying to basically give the seats away. Um, but yeah, so uh, you know, so when is that, man? When, when do you actually fly? Uh, Twenty three is the is the date right now. 
Yeah. Okay. So, you know, the purpose of Aspen Scam Busters is to bring you the latest news in scams in the NFT metaverse and, and sort of talk to you about what's what's been happening. And, uh, you know, I talked about uh, fake verified users not being your friends. Uh, Steve, I'm going to let you set this one up and then we'll, we'll talk about um, the latest and greatest. Uh, we'll start here, though, today. You want to start with the, the verified stuff? Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, it, it's an interesting moment, especially like because I, I obviously couldn't make it last week. So it's been two weeks since I've joined you. Uh, it's interesting to kind of like take that step back for 14 days and see how everything changes but stays the same. Um, you know, that there's a lot of the same stuff still taking place. There's a lot of the same uh scams going out on a daily you know one of the guys that we called out the last time i was with you in terms of fake giveaways on twitter he's he's still rocking it you know he's still dropping them on a daily people are still falling for it on a daily um but that's because i suppose it's because new new fish come into the pond don't they and these guys are fishing um but it is interesting to see the and, and this is what we tend to try and focus on is is the twists in the tales, in, in, is the new little nuances and the, and the new uh, approaches that some of these guys are employing to try to get to uh, the big money. Because obviously it's, it's one thing if you can farm for some engagement and build your Twitter following with a load of fake giveaways. It's another thing if you can con someone into... Uh, you know, minting from a fake site and they pay you 0.1 ETH because they think they're getting something and you're just taking their money. But, you know, the deep end of the pond, what these guys are after, they're after the blue chips. They're after the apes. They're after the cats. They're after the punks. They're after the the ones that are, you know, the real prizes for, uh, you know, for, for the quick turnaround. And that that seems to be where we're seeing the most development in terms of the the uh, social engineering uh, and also the uh, again the, the nuances the little the little twist the way that they're finding new ways to try to breed trust and try to catch people out so jeremy what you're referring to is what was happening over the last week or so uh which was highlighted by various people in various servers um including um a shout out to tip of the spear in in dario's server who's who's very good at um, bringing this stuff to people's attention um basically verified holders sending out uh messages to people saying get your free derivatives or you know do you want me to make an animated version of your nft um and using that to then share a link with you um, to take essentially to steal that piece directly from your wallet. So that's wild. So, so you're in a discord server and you are getting a verified holder in that server who's essentially phishing you. Um, and, and so it's, it's like, yeah, it's, it's the next sort of step in the like phishing link discord scam but now you're seeing it from someone who's verified which would make your guard go down a little bit so what's the sort of corrective action that you think for this one in terms of if you're trying to guard against this what's some of our our big level principles obviously rule number one of aspen scam busters is if it sounds too good to be true it is too good to be true 
Um, but w what do you think the way to sort of govern yourself to avoid um, this one would be? So, I mean, it's, it, <coughs> it's, it's similar in approach to, to what we were seeing a couple of months ago, isn't it, with uh, people impersonating the likes of Dario, impersonating the likes of Gary V, um, by, you know, attempting to clone their or, or mimic their... Uh, their discord addresses their discord names and, and with that you could you could identify them by the uh, the number at the end of their discord username being different this is slightly different because you know they are essentially verified users that they, they've got that verified status which makes them appear more trustworthy i think the the golden rule here if especially if you are someone that's holding these kind of blue chips uh, and uh, especially if you are holding them in a, in a hot wallet that you, you, you can't trust anybody, you know, it's, it's DTA. Don't trust anyone. The, the offer of a free derivative from a complete stranger, you know, should be the equivalent of a complete stranger walking you, walking up to you in the street and offering you free money or, you know, offering you something for free. If, if somebody did that in real life, and, and this is a principle that, you know, back in my teaching days, this is something we would talk about a lot with the way that kids share content on social media. You know, we would always say to them, like, you know, act online the same way that you would act in real life. Don't share a picture online if you wouldn't be prepared to share it with uh, your gran or you wouldn't be prepared to take a print off 10 copies of this picture and stick them up all around the school. Um, you know, if, if you trust people more openly online, you are going to be more susceptible to these types of attacks um i mean the, the one that i've got up in front of me now uh an example and i'm going to give a shout out to two particular servers that i'm in that are really really good at highlighting uh scams and educating their communities about scams one is uh zeneca's uh zen academy which you don't need to be a holder to to join you can join that server and they do a, a phenomenal job in terms of not just highlighting when scams happen. Um, for example, the, the, the Vive scam this week, you know, they, whenever there's a server hacked, they're, they're, they're straight on that. But actually, they have a channel where they go into, into detail and depth in terms of how that scam works, how people are actually getting away with these things. So Zeneca's is one I would recommend. The other one is, is Tony's Journey, Journey Crypto, J-R-N-Y Crypto. Uh, who some of you will know is a obviously a huge, huge uh, force in, in the crypto space, uh, massive YouTuber, recently dropped his, his Genesis project. But um, he's also his channel is also very, very, very good in terms of highlighting um, scams and being very um, time sensitive to them as well. You know, that, that they literally will highlight if a server has been hacked, they will they will push out a notification, you know, as soon as possible. Um the one that I've got up in front of me now comes from Tony server, which is uh, talking about this new kind of scam attack that went down in board Ape yacht club. Someone pretending to be an animator with a project that would allow them to animate your NFT, but instead steals the NFT uh, on buying the project's NFT. The smart contract then got rights to transfer the target NFT out of the wallet. And this kind of dovetails nicely ran into the uh the story that dingalings was sharing yeah yeah i wanted to i wanted to go there all, all relates together this you know we were talking i was saying about like these these nuances this this new little twist and this all all of this stuff is using this same little uh loophole 
to to uh, you know to generate this uh, this type of attack. Let's let's uh, before we get into the dingling uh, situation and what happened to he or she, him or her this week. Um, you know, want to invite anyone up to the stage if they want to add, if they want to just speak, riff, ask a question, bring something up that we're not discussing. The floor is always open um, and, and happy to have you on. And I know Juan, I know you got this. You're a speaker. If you want to jump on and, and add anything, feel free to. Uh, Fish, great to see you. B, Yoda, Resto, and Dad moves. Uh, great, grateful to have you here uh, on this lovely. Dubai evening. So, um, yeah, the dingling one is, I think the dingling one's particularly important for us to spend some time on because we were just sort of talking about how in scenario one with these, uh, with, with these fake verified users, well, they're not fake verified users, they're real verified users, but they're, they're, they're scamming people that having it in a cold wallet or having it in a hardware wallet would have sort of, uh, would have prevented this from happening but why don't you set up the discord or the discord the dingling situation from this week and then we'll get into what happened there and uh and, and that one's pretty interesting yeah i mean straight off the bat man i think it's worth noting that you know we're referring to it as the dinglings one just because he he actually broke down how this happened this wasn't something uh, in any way obviously that he he caused or was involved with it wasn't actually even him that was attacked but he went through, uh, he, he posted a lengthy thread, which I'm sure Jeremy can share. Jeremy, do you want to share that thread in the, uh, uh, you can share it in the, in, here in the spaces, can't you? Um, but yeah, as Jeremy just said, it, there's this, the thinking is that if you've got a hardware wallet and you've got all your precious, precious, precious jewels in your hardware wallet, that they are 100% vaulted and safe. And this uh, attack that has started to become more prevalent in the last week or so that is linked to what we were just talking about. Um, this has shown that it's not necessarily the case. So the story that Dingling broke down uh, basically goes like this. Um, there was an advertisement, uh, advertisement, however you would say, on Twitter for a new marketplace which was offering airdrops for people holding blue chips. Again, as I said, if you're uh, swimming at the deep end of the scammy fishing pool, it's going to be the blue chip projects that they are hunting for. So people that are holding board apes and doodles and cool cats and things were told that if you had these in your wallet, that you could go and you could claim a free airdrop from this new marketplace. Um, when you got to the website, had to sign a message. And I think all of us, are starting to realize when we go to these new sites, these new minting sites, these new um, uh, Web3 locations, that when we get there now and we're forever being asked to sign our wallets, that we, we do need to start thinking a bit more about what we're signing. Again, draw that analogy, draw that parallel to the real world. If somebody walked up to you in the street and said, sign this, would you just sign it? And I know there's been, you know, even South Park made jokes in the past about the fact that nobody reads the, the, uh, the fine print when you when you set up a new Apple device, we don't, do we? We just, we just click, yep, agree to the terms and conditions. We don't read anything. But in this case, it can be quite costly for us. So she signed the message. Um, and what it, the, the site then did, rather than giving her an airdrop, is it created a custom private sale uh, 
for two of her expensive NFTs at 0.00000000001 ETH um, linked as a private sales to the attacker's address so that only he could buy them. They completed the purchase of the uh, of the board ape and the doodle um, and then sold them on for something like 50 ETH and that's it, they were gone. Um, and then um, the, uh, the kick here is that the woman that uh, had this uh, attack happen to her, she had these uh, NFTs on her hardware wallet. So you would assume that they were safe. But the, the kick here is that it, it all comes down to that message that you sign when you sell something on OpenSea. So you know when, like, say you, you've just minted, like, like I mentioned before, like I've just minted two of these uh, Shepherd Fairy NFTs. If I go to sell one of them, the first time I go to sell one, before I can sign the, uh, you know, I might list it a certain amount of, of ETH, and then I, before I can sign off on that listing price, I have to sign that initial approve the collection. That is the loophole. That is the loophole that um, these guys have figured out can allow them to write a script which allows them, because you've already approved the sale, to get around the fact that it's on a hardware wallet, to get around the fact that you haven't given them permission to actually buy it or sell it and actually uh, sell it essentially on your behalf to themselves. Yeah, I want to stay here for a second, Steve, because that is something that I don't think the, that the lay person recognizes when you are conducting business on OpenSea. When, when you're authorized, you know, when you when you give OpenSea and you sign on and you again accept terms and you sort of initial that that connection, and when you're when you're doing these with OpenSea, you have through smart contract provided OpenSea with the rights to then use their API to do whatever their their program to do with it. And I mean, I don't want to go back to the Funks uh, scenario again, because yeah. I know people feel about Funks the way they want to feel about Funks. But again, the point, <laughs> the point was that, that that was, you know, I was someone who had set up a uh, listing for a funk before it got DMCA'd. Then when it got DMCA'd and struck down off of OpenSea, um, it, it just went away. Well, someone figured out through Genie and the aggregators that they could start buying them at the prices that they were listed listed at when they got taken off of OpenSea. So, you know, OpenSea, like, I don't need to say anything really new about OpenSea. Everyone sort of knows that that OpenSea is what it is. And at this point, we've, we've sort of accepted that um, Coinbase is, is probably going to come in and challenge them pretty hard. Um, you know, on the Aspen side, we are going to be launching buy, sell, um, and we're going to do it better than them at a lower transaction fee. Um, and, and, you know, we're going to have swap happening as well in the, in the not too distant future. So there's going to be a lot of, of, of people competing for this space. But my, my point is that you are giving OpenSea control of your collection when you are agreeing to these seemingly innocuous prompts that are coming up um, through your wallet. And I don't think people are recognizing that. I think like to your point, it is very much the sleepy driver. It is the Apple agree to terms that you just sort of feel like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. 
Um, but and then the other thing I want to talk about is there is this myth that because it's on a hardware wallet, it's totally safe and things can get fished off of a hardware wallet, just like they could get fished off of your, your hot wallet. And I think it's important that we say that out loud because some people act like, well, if you just put it in ledger, you know, you, you never have to worry about it again. And, and this is clearly evidence that that's not the case. Well, if you put it in a ledger and you stick your ledger in a safe <laughs> and you then, you know, bury your safe under 60 foot of concrete, I think you'll be all right. But if you put it in a ledger and then continue to connect your ledger to stuff because the stuff that's in your ledger is apparently going to get you free stuff, um, I think, that, yeah, you, you need to, to reconsider how you're using your ledger. Um, and especially if the, the stuff that you're holding in your ledger is worth tens of thousands of dollars and the the free stuff that you're essentially being offered is, is not worth anywhere near that. Uh, but even if it is, you know, that the, it's shocking. And, and, and I can't remember who was talking about this yet the other day. I think it might have been Papi, Crypto Papi was, was mentioning it, but was it? It might have been Georgie from Alien Boys. Apologies, I can't quite remember. But somebody was just highlighting how many bored apes get scammed on a weekly basis. Like how many people holding these super high valuable assets seem to fall for this stuff and again as i've mentioned way back when we first started this series jeremy i think a lot of it highlights um some of the immaturity in the space some of you know some of the um some of the the brashness and you know the arrogance that's been bred in the space that people feel bulletproof and feel you know like we that they're untouchable um and what they don't realize is the, the, the types of people that are coming for them now, the types of people that are coming for their assets. It's not all 16-year-old kids who are trying to show off that they know how to write a script, as we've seen in the past. Some of these are professional hacking syndicates who are smelling money in the water and seeing ignorance and, uh, you know, arrogance and, and thinking easy, you know, yeah, easy targets. These hacking syndicates have really badass names. Like, I don't know what they would what they call themselves, but I, I'm sure that they have really, really intimidating names. That if you heard them, you would be like, oh, "I'm not messing messing with these guys." No, I, I just, I just uh, remember. I think I mentioned it before that 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 uh, the Russian guy that was on the, um, in the episode about uh, crypto that John Oliver did a couple of weeks ago. Uh, if you haven't seen it, it's really worth watching. And and he was showing footage of a. A Russian hacker, a Russian crypto hacker with his Lamborghini with the license plate, the red thief doing donuts uh, and talking about the fact that essentially the, the, the Russian government had said, look, as long as you don't do it inside Russia, we don't really care. Um, I mean, that's a flex. I'm be honest with you. When you're putting <laughs> when you're putting you're essentially saying, like, I steal your shit on your uh, on your license plate. That's a big flex. And I think, like, again, you know, one common theme that we've talked about um, in Scambusters and, and something that we're really trying to sort of hammer home with Aspen is like, you have to stop treating this stuff like it's a JPEG because anyone in the space knows that it's not. It's not a JPEG because JPEGs aren't worth half a million dollars, $100,000, $300, $100. Like, what we're talking about is digital property. And I see keep fishing here and, and maybe fish will come up and talk to this because um, we've, we've spoken about this, but there, there is something to the fact that if you look at, just look at our other than resto Druid and Tommy who have very lovely profile photos, 
um, and and Ginobili Soros, who I guess has Manu Ginobili uh, as his PFP. The rest of us look ridiculous. I mean, just let me, look at us right now. I mean, we got apes, <laughs> we got alien boys with Christmas lights on, we got a blue dude with a chain on his head who is is smoking. Um, oh, and and Adam's here, so I'm gonna let him. I'd love to hear from him and uh, let him speak. He's been listening in for a little bit. Fish, welcome to the to the program. Great to have you on. Um, feel free to jump in. Love to hear your thoughts right now. Yeah, I I, I just have some some downtime. The my toddler's napping. Uh, wife went out, so I figured I would pop in and see uh, what you guys are talking about. But yeah, I think uh, I think you're right. And I think the point about the immaturity of the space is, is a good one. Like, I think, you know, this is all, it's all virtual. And, and so it doesn't feel real. I mean, I, I'm sure that I, I, I would imagine that a lot of people here have probably had the experience of thinking like, huh, I, uh, you know, I, I, order a, a combo at Wendy's to save a dollar, but like, I, I don't think twice about paying, you know, a hundred bucks in gas when I'm minting something. And, you know, part of the reason is because to some extent, this stuff doesn't feel real. Like it doesn't feel real that the eighth floor is whatever it is, 48, 49 ETH this morning. Um, and what that translates to in, fiat and what that fiat can actually buy someone like in in some ways i think you do kind of have to remove yourself to actually be able to trade in this space it's like you know professional poker players take the same approach where they you know you can't think of the chips in terms of that the dollar value or it'll freak you out and you can't function um so i i think in some ways you sort of need that to to function buying and selling nfts but at the same time, it's very real. And, and you know, there I saw someone on Twitter this morning um, was sort of attacking Web3 um, from, from an InfoSec perspective and saying, like, basically never, never in history has it been easier to lose millions of dollars um, without any recourse. And... You know, while I don't agree with that being a reason to attack the whole system and the technology, because the technology is not the problem, it's human error that's the problem, um, it is kind of true. And I do think that we need to be, the same way that this, this technology is, is new and amazing and going to change the world, I think we also need to take an approach to security that's probably far beyond what we've ever been used to in our day-to-day lives otherwise. Cause like, you know, if I lose my debit card, like who cares? Okay. I go into the bank, I get a new card. Like my credit card even gets compromised. Okay. I get a call from the bank uh, from the fraud department. Yeah. No, I didn't make that charge. Okay. We'll reimburse you and we'll mail you a new card. Great. No, like I don't need to think about this stuff, but the the potential for loss when it comes to digital property is so exponentially larger than anything else like it's really it's almost like you know buying a house and and dousing it in gasoline and then playing with matches like 
it's really one false move and you could lose everything. And I think, you know, it's not something that I think we can really be focused on day to day or, you know, you can't get out of bed in the morning, but I think it's something that is worth being aware of. Like we need to be way, 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 way more cautious with our digital property than we have probably ever been with anything else other than like, you know, when you're holding a newborn. Yeah. And, and, uh, you know, it's along these lines, fish, like when, when I've spent a lot of time with creators in the space and from, you know, your, your big five creators. And what I mean by that, when I say big five, um, I would say cool cats, I would say board ape, I would say crypto punks, I would say V friends and Kongs. And, and when you, when you talk to people on the creator side, um, one of the first conversations that that I'll have with them is, you know, we can protect your shit. We we can create essentially a title process for you that shows the difference between possession and ownership. And it's important because things can go wrong. And unequivocally, most people on the creator side are not really interested in what happens when things go wrong because they, they feel like what when things go wrong, it's really on the collector to to have taken serious protection of assets that are worth fifty, a hundred, you know, two hundred thousand dollars. And like, you know, if you're a Kong holder, you're making bananas every day. And 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 so, what's interesting is that the, the where people are, where the creators are interested, is that once you separate possession from ownership you can really start to do things like lending and leasing and licensing and, and you can, you know, you can lend your ape if you're not at NFT NYC and charge five ETH for it for that week. So someone can go to the parties and it can trustlessly come back into your wallet, you know, after those seven days are up, that's the transaction layer that, that creators are really interested in getting to. So Ultimately, protecting yourself is always going to be your own responsibility. And um, one of the things that came up, Steve, last week, a, a new Aspen Scambuster cardinal rule that, that came up was that really, um, you know, some people say nothing good happens after midnight. One of our cardinal rules is that nothing good happens in a Discord DM. That one is cemented. Yeah. The other, the other one is don't do important stuff with your NFTs on your phone. Just don't do it. The, the, the phone is not – we were t having people uh, – we had someone share their story last week about how they got scammed based off of using their phone and just sort of watching TV and playing around with things and not thinking, and they got scammed out of a chain busters, which isn't a blue-chip NFT. But nonetheless, it's it's something of, of significant value, and this was their first entrance into the space. So, um, Well, and, that's, and that part, I think, is a key point, is that it's not – it's not necessarily about the value, but, you know, I think just about everyone that's in NFTs wants the space to grow, right? A hundred times, a thousand times, a million times from what it is now. And if someone gets scammed as one of their first experiences in NFTs, it's very unlikely that they're going to come back the next day and buy another one. Like. Yeah that that could be it you could lose that person for for months or years until you know maybe it becomes inevitable and then they come back but you know that that could be a lost channel and and 
bad word spreads, right? Who, how many people is that, is that person going to tell about their story and say like, oh yeah, stay away from that stuff. Like it's all scams. I got ripped off. Right. So, so however valuable an NFT is or isn't the, the implications of a scam for the whole space can be really material regardless of, of the value of that particular scam. Yeah, for sure, man. Uh, unfortunately, uh, you're right. It, it, um, we talked about this before on the show, the, the, the fact that, that there is this, uh, this element of the, of the, you know, of the, of the, of the scammy scene that, that do target the, the, the newbies as well. And, and you're right. Every time one of those gets gets scammed, the first thing they're going to do is tell everyone they know. Jump on their TikTok, jump on their Instagram, and be like, "Man, just got I, I got into NFTs, and I'm straight back out again." And a no is always louder than a yes. Um, and you know that you, all you've got to do is type in hashtag NFT scam on uh, on Twitter, and you'll see that you know as soon as they, they they post something like that they'll they'll be chorused by various other people who are trying to you know to pull the movement and, and, and pull the, the culture down anyway um one thing jeremy i just wanted to just because we we kind of went off on a tangent there um one thing that dingling shared coming right back to to that story about the uh about the the hack from the from the ledger um we talked before and i, I know somebody I'm connected with again. I can't remember who it was, but somebody this week was reiterating how important it is to to go to your MetaMask and click on the the three dots, the ellipses. Click on connected sites and go through manually disconnecting from sites that you've connected to in the past. Which, if you've never done that before, it's quite an eye opener the first time you do it. Because I remember the first time I did it, I was connected to literally hundreds of sites dating back to like February and March. Um, but interesting one, uh, Dingling shares a, another tool called revoke.cash. Okay. Revoke.cash. And this tool, uh, allows you to see which, uh, ERC 721 tokens you have previously approved, uh, sale on and remove that approval. So say for example, you used to own five cool cats and you've sold three of them and you don't want to risk losing the other two to this type of scam um, you don't have them listed currently but this tool revoke.cash will apparently uh, and I, I can't say that i've used it myself i literally only heard about it this week and i haven't had the need to use it but um dingling's obviously a very trusted uh, voice in the space he's not going to be sharing something that he hasn't uh, tested himself and you know the guy's probably got one of the highest value collections in the entire world. I say guy, obviously nobody knows if it is a guy, a girl, one guy, two girls, three girls, a million people. Um, I'm not sure, but. Um, dingling it, is all of us, Steve. Yeah, we are dinglings. With D- dingling is, he is a guy. I, I know, I know that much. It, he is a guy. He is Australian. I don't know any more than that. I'd heard that he was Australian. Yeah. Cause he did that interview with, um, with first Min ages ago, didn't he? I think it was first Min. Um, but yeah, revoke.cash, apparently, it, so if, if you are holding blue chips, you're holding something valuable, and you have previously sold something from the same collection, you've previously signed that uh, that message in your wallet on OpenSea, where it says, allow 
uh, you know, allow sale. Uh, approve approve this token for approve sale. Approve yeah. this token for sale, yeah. Then this tool will allow you to, to remove, to cancel uh, any of those previous uh, allowances. Right. So the just to build on that or to sort of clarify that. So the advantage is then if someone were to try to to make you sign a message to set up a private sale for them, let's say you would need to to sign an extra message actually approving that token for sale again before that can happen. So that can kind yes. of serve as as an extra layer of protection because, you know, the hope is you would then recognize of like, Oh wait, why I'm, uh, why logging into the site? Is it making me approve selling cool cats again yeah. when I didn't want to do that? And that'll sort of raise that flag. I've, I've also not used, I, I saw it in Dingling's thread. I haven't used revoke.cash. I, I've only ever seen I've seen it for the first time seeing him mention it. I've never seen it in any other context. I totally trust Dingling and anything he would say, but yeah. I really don't know anything about the site itself. And it's interesting you say that, you know, because if you scroll down in the comments, it doesn't take very long for you to get to one where someone's saying, you know, this is scary. I'm I'm terrified of using a site like revoke.cash. Uh, right. You know, people, nobody knows what to trust anymore. Um and uh, and unfortunately, that uh, on a week by week basis, that seems to be the the, the prevalent theme on this show is that. But, but that's that's the point, Steve. I, I and Adam, I think that you have to have guiding principles for how you govern yourself in this space with your digital property. You 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 have to have your list of and and what I think you know, I want to keep bringing up is just saying it's in a hardware wallet is it's like, it's like hope is not a strategy. Just saying it's in a hardware wallet does not, you know, yeah. If you bury it in the backyard, like you said earlier, sure. But you know, anytime that's connected, there's, there's a vulnerability there. And so I think you have to have some hard and fast principles. We talk about them weekly. Nothing good comes from a Discord DM. If it's probably, if it sounds too good to be true, it probably is. Um, These things, and then I would say, don't do serious business on your phone. It's another one. Like, well, I mean, that's and that's that's one area where the hardware wallet can help because if you have a hardware wallet, you you're not using that account on your phone because you can't. Sure. Good point. Um, I do. So, like for me, you know, I have, I have my hardware wallet. I've, I've used. I think that removing the connected sites is a great one because that's that's something that I've done all along. And the, I mean, the number of connected sites that my hardware wallet has now is, I think, like the Board Apes, OpenSea, Collabland, and I think that's it. Um, I have a few more with my hot wallet, but not many because it's just not necessary unless it's a site that requires you to, to connect regularly. Like it's, you're not losing anything by disconnecting from a site. All it means is that the next time you need to connect to that site, you have to hit connect wallet again. That's, that's really it. Um, so I do that and thankfully, you know, and I, I turned off discord DM. So Thankfully, I have not been scammed yet. Fingers crossed that never happens. But, you know, I, I still list my 
the stuff that's in my hardware wallet, I do still list somewhat regularly. That's just my own my own preference. Like I, I'll list things for well above floor that I don't really have any intention to sell. That if it sells, then great, and I'll buy another. Um, but you know, I think if, if I really wanted to be even safer, then yeah, I, I'd revoke everything, or I'd I'd get a new hardware wallet and send my vaulted stuff there to that address and then basically never connect that hardware wallet to any site, including OpenSea. And like, I would set it up, send things to that wallet and then, yeah, put it in a safe and, and never connect it anywhere. Because if you do that, then yeah, then there's really, then the only way you, you could lose it is if you lose the physical wallet and the seed phrase. I want to bring up that, um, and this is exciting news that is, I guess, hot alpha for the uh, the group that's in here. Um, Aspen uh, and I have, have uh, contracted with Corporate Trash, and we're putting out another NFT space sort of broad collector survey. And, and one of the things that we're asking is, and I think this is going to be really interesting to see, is, is, is how susceptible do you feel that you are to nft scams as a collector which is one question and then the second question one of the other questions on there um relates to if you've been scammed in any way in the nft space and i'm interested in seeing on an anonymous survey where people maybe are um a little bit more willing to admit that they've been scammed because i think that's the other part that we don't really think about or talk about is we're only really talking about the scams that people are willing to talk about and, and I got to believe that in my mind, I would say that that's, I don't know, I don't know, Fish or Steve, what you think. I'm thinking that that's maybe 20%, 25% of the scams that are happening. Yeah. Yeah, probably, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's, I, I, I will credit, I mean, I, I give credit and respect to anyone that, that tweets about getting scammed because I, I think it's, I mean, I guess it's good engagement, but <laughs> that's what you're into. But, you know, I mean, big picture, I think it's sort of a it's somewhat of a selfless act to do that because you're sort of putting out there what is what could be viewed as a humiliating moment and, and doing it for so that other people cannot repeat the same mistake. So I really respect anyone doing that. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's I would be curious what the real I'm sure it's it's well under all of them. There's no question. But. Yeah, twenty twenty five percent seems like as as good a guess as any. It might be even even lower because you know some some people might lose kind of a again. There might be some of those newcomers that that lose something small, you know, a point oh five or a point one NFT that, and then they they don't even tweet about it or or they're sort of so new that they don't even have really a Twitter presence that people notice. Yeah, um, yeah, I think that is one interesting thing because you know that. You, you hear that a lot in terms of um, uh, what's the, what's the phrase I'm looking for? You know, when when, when corporations are are attacked by by cybercrime, you know, when they when they um, ransomware, that's the word I'm looking for. You know, when they're when companies are attacked by ransomware, there there is a, a culture of not sharing that you've been attacked um, for fear of you know whether it's repercussions from shareholders, whether it you know affects your stock prices. Or just embarrassment that you were, you know, could be perceived to be that stupid <laughs> that, that you've, you know, that you you weren't that prepared to, uh, you know, to protect your your company's assets. 
Um, and I'd be interested to know what percentage, you know, Jeremy, you're talking about this survey and that. I'd be interested to know what percentage of people don't don't report when something like this happens, um, you know, because we do tend to see a lot of the, um, the these people saying, look, I've just been I've just been hacked and just been scammed, which is great because, it, you know, by sharing th these experiences, you know, not only is it cathartic for the people that have been through these experiences, but it does help others to learn from previous mistakes. But th there's, there's got to be a percentage that, you know, just wouldn't even wouldn't even say. Yeah, I, I think you're right. Um, it, it, just to give you some some other things that we're going to be doing some of the market research about, we'll be talking about scams. We'll be talking about legal um, and, and if people have interest in in making their um, high value NFTs more safe, secure, and legal. Um, we'll talk about licensing agreements, and um, we'll we'll also get some data on second chains so it, other than ethereum what chains are people most interested in i'm curious to see what people say if they're going to say flow or if they're going to say solana or if they're going to say you know something totally different I'm, I'm interested to see that too and then one of the other parts about the study that i think will be really cool too is that we're going to sort of uh on the descriptive statistics side ask people what the total value of their portfolio is just to get an idea of like are certain things across whale collectors or, or prosumers or, you know, um, aspiring whales? Is there anything unique that we see going on there? So I'm really excited for this. Um, this is going to get deployed pretty quickly here. Uh, Corporate Trash had a, a great amount of participants in the last one, and we'll do uh, an NFT sort of sharing the uh, the data that we get uh, with the community, and I'm, I'm looking forward to that very much. But um, I, we're we're kind of up against it. We got about twelve minutes left. I'd love to turn it over and let people speak, ask questions. Um, if not, we'll we'll keep it here for about five more minutes, if that's the case. But um, if anyone else wants to bring anything up or ask something or sing a song, um, you are more than welcome to do so. Um, it, if not, it'll just be us bantering. Uh, until we wrap up here and Steve, you had a couple things you wanted to get to before we wrap today you want to maybe talk through some of those now uh well yeah i've got a little something man yeah um obviously uh you're leaving next week uh and and for those that don't know obviously I, i've known jeremy long before nfts come into our lives um we've known each other for a number of years um we also have a little uh nft whatsapp group going now with with a few of our buddies uh but uh jeremy man what you what you don't know is that about a week ago, I, I splintered off a, a separate group called Dr. J's going away uh, on WhatsApp. And um, myself and Juan and Luke and, and Neil, we, we all uh, we all clubbed together and we got your little NFT going away present. I'm going to tweet it at you right now. Boom. I've already transferred it to your wallet. It's in your wallet. Oh, shit. Is this a pirate, man? It's not a pirate, man. It's not a pirate. It's something that we chose as a group, as a team, and it's been named on chain for you as well. If you look, if you look at your notifications, you'll see what we've just sent you. And uh, one's in here. Uh, Luke was here, but I think he's gone, and I don't think Neil's around. Um, oh, man. Very nice. I'm, I'm officially an alien boy now. <laughs> Yeah, so I'm so, excited. So for those that haven't seen it, you can I mean you can look on my feed or look on Jeremy's feed now. But yeah, so we got him uh, an alien boy wearing the Bulls jersey, wearing the alien Bulls jersey, because obviously he's a huge uh, Bulls fan. 
Uh, and because you can name the alien boys on chain, we uh, we renamed him as Dr. Jeremy. So now Dr. Jeremy is officially on chain wearing a Bulls jersey. Uh, and that's, that's just a little little um, farewell gift and a good luck gift for you, man, from from me and, and me and the guys. And yeah, uh, that's so cool. I'm, I'm so just... grateful for that, man. That's really touching. And it is going to be my profile photo effective as soon as I'm done with this space. So. And um, honestly, and, in here. And, I don't know if he wants to say to, to say anything as well. He's, he has got speaker privileges already. Yeah, man. Go ahead, man. Thank you so much. Nothing. I, I, I enjoy just listening to you guys uh, on a weekly basis. And I love to learn about this space. I'm terrified to go on my, on my phone on Discord because I got like 500 messages. And whenever somebody contacts me, I quickly just block them. <laughs> so... I'm learning from you guys, um, and you know I'm sorry, Jeremy, that we couldn't find you uh, an NFT about Alex Caruso. So. <laughs> now we, we, we did we did consider calling the Alien Boy uh, some variation on Doctor Caruso or, or Jeremy Caruso, <laughs> but uh, but you know you're you're Doctor Jeremy. You've always been Doctor Jeremy. Your profile's Doctor Jeremy. So we, we figured get, let's get Doctor Jeremy on chain. And uh, uh, this this alien boy is so clean, man. He yeah, it's is beautiful. We, we shopped, man. As I say, we had a whole Discord group going. We we had multiple uh, alien boys in in the Bulls jersey that we were looking at in the in the in the liquidity pool and on OpenSea and weighing up which one we thought was that was the best choice. And yeah, we went for that one because we thought it was pretty clean. Love it, man. Thank you guys so much. Um, you know, I, Juan, you, we've become new friends, but Steve, uh, we. We've known each other for, like you said, probably four years, five years by now. But it's actually my first year I moved here. Uh, I met you at a conference, uh, and I immediately sort of was interested in, in, in what you were talking about. And, uh, yeah, super grateful. Uh, really appreciate this. And the kindness is uh, it's really humbling. So re really grateful. And, I, I mean, I know that we will all uh, remain close friends i mean steve I've, I've ruined your life by getting you into nft so you're welcome for that and uh um yeah man thank you so much really kind and um to the to the rest of you who are here tommy resto brian davy uh just appreciate you guys all all joining us yoda 3433 and b kids art project um thanks so much for listening in today um but steve juan thank you guys man really cool appreciate it most welcome man Wait till you see the PFP change. It's coming. <laughs> Wait till you see all the alien boy crew jump on you. <laughs> I'm ready. But please, for the love of God, just don't send me that pirate, man. He knows no. how much I hate the pirate treasure booty club, and I'm so scared it's going to end up in, in my wallet out of spite, and it will get sent to a burn address. Yeah, that's why I, 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 that's why I never would, because you'll just burn it. I will burn the shit out of that thing immediately. I'd rather just dangle it over you. <laughs> yeah, I, I know. I kind of check my wallet every day, just scared that it's going to show up. So, yeah, mission accomplished. Well, hey, man, thanks, guys. And thanks, all of you, for listening to this episode of Scambusters. Obviously, one week from today, it is Christmas Day. Um, we will not be doing a Scambusters next, uh, next Saturday. But I hope that all of you have a lovely holiday. Um, and Jeremy, and, Jeremy, on, on that yeah. note, yeah, as you say, next day is obviously Christmas. Uh, next uh, Saturday is obviously Christmas Day, but then again, the one after that is New Year's Day as well. So, are we are we going away for a couple of weeks now? Because obviously, you're moving continent too. Yeah, I think that New Year's Day. I think I'm going to try to do one. 
I okay. made her stay. I'll be hungover, but let's go for it, right? Okay. All right. Yeah, yeah. Sweet. Okay. Just check okay. it. Cool. All yeah. right. So we're aiming for the first. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you guys so much for joining. I hope you all have a fantastic holiday season uh, and, and you get some well, you know, deserve rest and time with our families. And, and I think like with COVID and with it flaring up again, I think like um, just super grateful to uh, have that time with my family. And I hope that you guys are all safe and get that time with your family as well. So thank you so much for listening in. Steve, you're the host with the most. Thanks for joining me as always. And we'll see you back on New Year's Day. We'll see you back in 2022. Uh, Dr. Jeremy signing off. Steve Bambury signing off. Have a great night. Take care of yourselves and each other. 